Hey everybody, welcome to the Single Tracks Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to be talking about plus size wheels and tires for mountain bikes. And joining us, we have Bobby Brown from Maxis. He's the marketing specialist for bike and he's going to be joining us today. Thanks for coming, Bobby. Yeah, thanks for having me. So let's jump right into it. What are the advantages of plus size wheels and tires? Okay, so let's just throw a quick outline here. The, just for what we're talking about with plus tires, they're going to be a lot of the, the new breed of 27.5 by uh, 2.8 or by 3.0 tires or some of the 29 by, by 3.0 tires. Um, and a big uh, big advantage is just that larger diameter. And the same thing that we, we figured out with 29er tires, just that larger wheel just rolls over trail obstacles so much uh, more efficiently than a smaller wheel. What we're seeing right now is a lot of the, the 27.5 plus tires uh, have a rollover rollover efficiency a lot like the 29er tires about the same outer circumference um, so a lot of those roots and rocks that they want to slow you down and get in your way the tire can just roll right on over um, in order to preserve some momentum the extra the extra volume and the extra width of the tire also just gets a lot more knobs on the ground which gives the tire a lot more traction which can uh, you know in the hands of a, an advanced rider just let you push really hard gives you just gobs and gobs of traction we're just riding like a hooligan all over the place. Um, you know, and a, for a lot of beginners, you know, having a big tire like that just gives you a huge margin of error. Lets you really get comfortable pushing the bike without having to worry about the tires giving way. A lot of us learned to ride on, on 2.0, 2.1 tires that, you know, weren't as forgiving. <laughs> so right. uh, so that, I think that that's going to help a lot with just growing the sport. You know, these bikes are just so much fun. They're fun. They're comfortable. Um, a lot of people are looking at hardtails again because of, these plus bikes, uh, you know, the plus tires give you that comfort. Yeah, and really just a, another advantage now is that some of, the, some of the new plus tires are even made to be able to fit in 29ers. Um, right. Just with the fact that they have a very similar outer circumference, a lot of the 27.5 plus are about a 29-inch diameter. So, you know, Maxxis uh, is coming out with some 27.5 by 2.8 tires as well as some of our competitors that are Designed a little narrower than some of the purpose-built plus tires, purely so that they can be backwards compatible and let people try out the plus size wheel and tire combo on an existing 29er frame. Right. That's really cool. That's definitely something that I've been doing on my own personal bike. What would you say are the, what are sort of the cutoffs for plus size tires? You mentioned 2.8 is considered a plus size. How big can you go and still call it a plus, but not a fat? Um, right now it seems like about 3.0 is really the widest that most people are considering a plus. It seems like there's not much that's between a 3.0 and a 4.0, which would be considered a full fat. So I'm not sure exactly what would be considered that, that top line of what would be considered a plus, but I'd imagine it would probably be somewhere around a, a 3.0, maybe a 3.5 if, if anything like that comes out. Hmm. Yeah. I know V rubber has like a 3.2 or a 3.25. Um, but obviously that's too wide for a lot of 29er conversions, but even some of the 27.5 plus spikes don't seem to be built for tires quite that big. So it'll be interesting to see where that standard or where that limit ends up. Definitely. I think it'll be a lot like um, the first couple of years of fat bikes where, you know, people, people design a bike around a 4.0 and then the, you know, the consumers and the community keeps wanting something wider and wider. And then you eventually get to the, bikes that'll handle you know 4.5 and now i think we're up to a lot of fat bikes that'll handle five inch tires and i think the plus right now it's a lot of it's coming just from 
bikes that people would be putting 2.4s, 2.5s on, and now it's going up to a 2.8, maybe a 3.0, and might some of the companies might go a little wider with that, just give give a little more clearance in the back and some of the forks with a little more clearance in the front so people can mm-hmm. try out some of those bigger tires and, and play around with it a little bit. So we talked about the advantages of a, a plus size bike and there definitely are a lot. I mean, I personally have ridden a lot of them and really enjoy it. I definitely feel a lot more confident and stable, kind of like you were talking about. But what what are some of the disadvantages? Why why aren't all bikes and tires going to this size? Um, I would say a, a big part of it on our end is is just the weight of it that um that it's just such a larger tire that a lot of people that really care about weight you know just see it as just hundreds of extra grams of rotating weight you know it's a wider tire that weighs more than it's a wider wheel wider rim that weighs more it's a frame with more tire clearance and then of course that weighs more and I think a lot of people will just look at it and just keep seeing grams and grams and grams being added to some of these bikes. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I think that's not the, the person who would really be looking at a plus bike. But uh, again, as a tire manufacturer, just even the, the weight concerns are a, a disadvantage to us trying to make a tire that's reliable, that's got enough sidewall protection to where the, the rocks aren't going to end your ride early. And it's just tough when you're looking at that big of a tire to make something that's stout enough to be ridden really hard and aggressively, but but still lightweight enough to pedal up the mountain. You know, vents is like carbon fiber rims have helped a lot with making at least the wheel lighter. So on our end, it's just what we can do to make the tire itself a little more reliable. So we've got we've been playing with some some new technologies specifically for a lot of the plus and fat bike tires to make them a little more reliable. Tubeless ready, uh, I think, was a real game changer coming coming out with tubeless ready plus and fat bike tires. Those tubes just waste so much even on their own. Another disadvantage on the tire side is uh, just some of the tire feel. That when you're coming from a, from a narrower tire and you're used to running it at 20, 25, 30 PSI, getting on a plus bike and running 12 just feels kind of squishy. Some people say it's like riding on you know, marshmallows mm-hmm. or something where you, you go into a berm that's really hard and the, uh, the tire hooks up, but the casing you know, just has so much flex and give that it might not feel at the handlebars like you're at the limit, or it might feel like you're, you know, you're at the point where you're overriding the tire, but there's still a ton more grip there. So it's something that bothers some some riders who want to be able to feel every everything that the tire is doing. Even with a big tire like that, you have you get such a suspension effect out of the tire that it takes a lot to even fine tune the kind of pressure that you need to not end up bouncing all over the place, but also have enough air to to keep you from bottoming out over a lot of the big hits. Mm-hmm. Right. So are there tire pressures that you or that Maxis recommends for plus size tires? Is there like a range that we could sort of compare to a regular mountain bike tire? Um, I mean, it's really like with all, everything else with the plus tires, it's kind of halfway between a normal tire and a, and a fat bike tire. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the guys on the fat bikes are, I mean, they're pushing single digit PSI, which is below our recommended minimum but that's just how a lot of people are riding with the plus bikes it seems like most people are riding in in the teens you know 12 12 13 14 15 mm-hmm. psi uh, depending on how aggressive they're riding but it is one of those things where really hard riders um, are having a hard time finding that right tire pressure because they need so much pressure to keep from bottoming out on a hard hit but then when you're trail riding it's just bouncing all over the place because the tire doesn't have 
rebound control or, or compression control like a fork would to, to balance that balance out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what is the purpose of a company like Maxis having a recommended minimum tire pressure? Is that for safety or is that performance-based or how does one come up with a recommendation like that? Sure. So that would just purely be a, a safety recommendation. Um, that that's the, the lowest pressure that we can, can guarantee that the, the bead would stay attached to the rim, that the casing would also hold up. Lower and lower pressures put a lot more wear on the, the casing itself, forcing it to flex, sometimes out of its design specs. And sometimes you can see that on tires. You'll see wear lines just all along the side of the casing if it's mm. being run you know, right a good bit below even the, the design spec, what the tire is designed to, to handle. Okay, so we've talked about the advantages and disadvantages of plus-size tires. Why are we seeing this now? Why are plus-size tires becoming such a big deal uh, right now? Why didn't this happen earlier, or what's sort of driving this? Um, I think it's, it's just a unique intersection of a, a lot of the technology it has gotten us to this point. We pushed to the extreme with a lot of the fat bikes, and I think a lot of people rode fat bikes thought they were a ton of fun, but maybe not something they'd want to ride all the time. At the same time, we have a lot of the carbon fiber technology that's just taken off. And like I mentioned earlier, the carbon fiber wheels that make it to where you can have a really wide rim that doesn't really weigh much more than the aluminum rims that everyone's been running for forever. So I think that that helps a lot to minimize some of the differences in weight there. We have a lot of just new suspension designs that that can handle uh, you know longer travel bikes. A lot of people trail riding longer travel bikes and looking a lot more people that are just looking at a really fun bike to ride. Just I think a lot of consumers that aren't aren't as focused on the racing side but want a bike that they can just go out and have a ton of fun all the time on. And I think that that really is the market for for the plus bikes. Um, that it's not going to be the racers as much as just the new consumers that started riding mountain bikes thought this is a ton of fun and this is a you know, a bike with the three-inch tire on it that's capable to drive, you know, bike parks, downhill shuttle runs, cross-country, kind of just very versatile um, and yeah. lets people ride really far. You know, talking about being able to ride really far, I mean, even just the, the big take-up in, in bike packing over the last couple of years. I'm not sure if that was as a result of a lot of the fat bike and plus bike or just kind of an evolution of people just continuing to want to ride farther and farther out into the backcountry. But a lot of them, when they're putting that many miles in, they're, they're carrying a lot of weight over what a normal tire would be designed to hold. So a wider tire helps them. I mean, I think a lot of the big companies are coming out with really uh, purpose-built bikepacking bikes that are, that are taking advantage of the Plus Bike platform on being able to offer a reliable, comfortable, stable ride <laughs> off-road. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, I think there are a lot of new applications for bikes that don't involve racing. You know, there's people... Like you said, getting into bike packing, uh, where larger tires are a big advantage, and and also just a lot of people riding for fun. I mean, that's kind of what trail riding is about, and it's cool to see these products hitting the market that really speak to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd also say um, another big part of it too is just the the twenty nine er wheel. When that came about, that made all the bike companies throw out their old designs and have to make bikes that rode the way they wanted to with a bigger wheel. And so at least in terms of the 27.5 plus, a lot of that helps when you have a, a bike that was already designed to ride really great as a 29er. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times it's just a matter of adding a little more tire clearance 
and now you have a really great riding 27.5 plus bike. Huh. That's interesting. So we, I mean, we touched on this a little bit, but what are the best applications for this tire size? We, we mentioned bike packing and also maybe sort of trail riding, but are there other applications that are well suited to the plus size tire? Um, I think it's, it's really just going to end up with a lot of the, the guys going out and, and girls going out and just look for a really fun bike that they can not have to worry as much about having the perfect tire for the, the trail. Um, where they can have just a bike that they can throw in the back of the car and just go ride wherever, go on a road trip, and know that they've got enough tire to handle a lot of different conditions. You know, the XC racer guys are so worried about weight. I mean, they're running narrower tires than what everyone else is running, with a lot of them wanting uh, 1.9s and 2.0s. You know, a lot of the downhill racers tried 3-inch wide tires a couple years ago and settled back down into a 2.5. But I think just a lot of the the guys that just want a bike to ride are really really taking to a lot of the plus bikes. Yeah, I could uh, I could definitely see possibly in the future enduro racers jumping on the the plus side as long as the the tires are up to the task. I think that's really probably the only thing that's preventing them from from doing it right now. Um, you know, you have to have a a tire that's going to be durable enough to handle the rigors of racing on the on the trails that they have but also you know something to consider is it's a, a tire you're going to have to pedal around all day so if you're riding 30 40 miles in, in a day of enduro racing you know you don't want to be pushing around a 2000 gram tire right definitely in this discussion we've been concentrating mostly on 27.5 plus tires but there's also 29 plus which I believe came out before 27.5 plus. Where's the momentum in the market right now? Are, are we going to see more 27.5 plus or 29 plus as sort of the dominant plus size wheel? I think you're already seeing that the 27.5 plus has the momentum, you know, at least in terms of full suspension bikes. There's no shortage of 27.5 plus full suspensions out there, but you know, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a, a mass produced 29 plus full suspension. I you know actually couldn't find one, and there's only really a handful of of 29 hardtails or drop bar off road bikes even available. Surly was one of the early ones with the Krampus, and that one's still around. Salsa Deadwood is a going to be a new bike for 2016, and that's a 29 plus drop bar. Niner has the ROS nine, and Trek has the Stash, and other than that, it's pretty limited. Like I said, I couldn't find any full suspension 29 plus bikes on the market. I would agree with Aaron there that, um, you know, coming back from Interbike, 27.5 plus was in every booth there. Everyone, everyone's getting on it. You know, and I think a lot of that is that there are a lot of really great 29er bike designs right now that they're so easily tweaked to be a 27.5 plus. You know, most people, assuming you're not, five feet tall can can ride 29ers pretty well and so a lot of that you know the lower slung frame design can work really well on the plus bikes as well 29 plus just ends up being a really tall bike so it's not helpful for a lot of people um, who aren't tall enough to take advantage of that but like Aaron said a lot of the the bike packing crowd still wants that that 29 plus they want just the even even more rollover when you're fully loaded just an even larger tire for just going really far out into the backcountry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really think that'll really be the 
only place you'll see 29 plus hang around uh, is in the kind of more adventure bike side of the market. So another plus size tire size that you don't hear a lot about is 26 plus. I know I saw at Interbike there was a bike from Coast Cycles that was a 26 plus and I talked to the guy there and, and he said the idea behind that one was that 26 plus would be a good choice for smaller riders who even a, a regular fat bike might not work for them. So we're talking, you know, children or, or really, really short people. What else have we seen in the 26 plus market that's out there? Really the only other bike I've seen in that market is the Surly Instigator, which is a 26 plus. I can't remember the exact uh, width of the tire that they use. But it's a, it's a hardtail, and it uses uh, just a standard 27.5 fork, and that will clear the 26-plus tire. Um, so it's just, you know, it's a, it's a cool-looking bike. It's just your kind of basic trail hardtail. That's probably, the 26-plus is probably even more niche than the 29-plus, I'd say. Right. But it's cool, the idea that, you know, for people who do have a 27.5, regular bike right now that they can do sort of the same thing people are doing with 29ers and go plus size um, because there is a, a smaller diameter plus size tire available any plans for maxes to make a 26 plus bobby <laughs> um, not that i'm aware of a lot of a lot of 27.5 plus that's that we're looking at a couple of 29 plus things that, that we're talking about but i have not heard much about 26 plus no Right. So where does the plus size go from here? Is this just going to be a standard thing where any, you know, all bikes going forward are going to be designed to accommodate wider tires, you know, up to three inches, or is this going to be uh, sort of a niche, something, an option that people can choose for their mountain bike? Um, I mean, I've heard, I've heard some people talk about that, that they think that the plus size is going to take everything over aside from the racing market. Hmm. Realistically, I don't know if that's going to be the case because there are still a lot of people that want wider tires, but maybe not quite that wide, or they don't want some of the design limitations that come with having that big of a tire because it's still very difficult to get a longer travel bike that can clear that that much tire. Mm-hmm. So I think on the design side, I mean, you mentioned or Aaron mentioned the the Trek Stash. I mean, they've done some really creative things on that bike to be able to make it ride like a smaller bike. So I think there's still some growth there, um, you know, still some design ideas that some bike companies are going to figure out with uh, being able to go a little longer travel on some of the 27.5 plus. I do think it's going to, to take off a little more. Um, and even talking tire size, I, th- I could see the tire size going up a little bit, you know, going up a little over a 3.0. You know, right now, a lot of people are teasing out just some of the higher volume 262728s that are backwards compatible on the 29ers. But once the purpose-built bikes are out, I could see easily going up to a 3233, you know, almost being a baby fat bike. <laughs> I think when I was talking to Aaron the other day, he was talking about a lot of, a lot of the bike designs these days that he's seen that, that even have adjustable dropouts and adjustable shock mounts to, um, right. to even give the buyer the options of running plus bike wheels or 27.5 versus 29 and you know, really giving people that versatility. Yeah, I think we'll, I don't know if it'll fully take over. I think it'll just be another option in the, uh, the mountain bike market. I think with boost spacing becoming fairly commonplace on 
higher end new bikes that uh, you know at least with the 29ers uh, if you buy a 29 inch trail bike and it has a boost fork and a boost rear end chances are you're going to be able to fit a 2.8 to a 3.0 27.5 plus tire in there so I think it it's going to give riders a, a lot more options you know you'll have you'll have the ability to run t- standard 29 inch wheels with a narrower tire on days when you're you know you're racing or if that's just you know kind of what your ride requires and if you just want to go out and have some fun then you get your 27.5 plus wheels out and drop the psi and just just go cruising but yeah i think um you know i don't don't think it's going to take over the entire market especially on the you know the lower end kind of entry level bikes um you know i just don't think the the components are there at that level you know there's not there's not really entry level boost forks and entry level boost frames i know charge bikes has a uh, 27.5 plus the cooker but they were actually able to do some pretty creative things with the design of the frames that they were able to get a 2.8 in just a standard it's a hardtail but it's a standard um, 135 rear hub spacing so they didn't even use a 142 through axle uh, and not even boost so there are there are ways to bring it down to cheaper price points but i i think it'll be i think it'll be a while before you know you see that widely in the market on you know entry level five hundred thousand dollar hardtails well great thanks guys i appreciate y'all joining us for the podcast thank you bobby for talking to us a little bit about plus size bikes and tires thanks for having me jeff thanks for joining us for the single tracks podcast catch you next time peace